For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I just want to ask you about Ottawa because from the moment you arrived, it just seems like the perfect fit. Has it gone as well as it looks from the outside for you personally? Made it a family decision. I had three or four uh, different offers on places to go. Ottawa was where they wanted to, they wanted to be, and uh, and it's worked out well. Uh, it's been a really good fit for uh, both me and uh, my family when they're there. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Oh, are you like me? Are you ready for the weekend? Woohoo! It's here. Football Friday on your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. Coming your way on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and WQEE, your southern home of sports and talk. 99.1 FM in Metro Atlanta, noon in Georgia. Let's bring in the moose, Darren Moose DuPont, and I'm just. I'm not sick of people. I've had those moments. That's not the moment I'm having. But okay. I'm sick of I'm sick of certain things. Do you know what I mean? Like the Brittany Griner story. It is what it is. I'm not touching it. People are trying to suck us into talking about it on the show today. And I'm like, nope. It's football no. Friday for a reason. We want to have fun. And I don't know, there's some weird things going on. With uh, the Washington Commanders and Dan Snyder, I've got information being sent to me, and I'm like, I don't want to get into that either. Just want to have fun. Um, and before we go any further, Moose, and I really feel like turning this over to the viewers here for whatever they want to talk about football-related. You know, you and I can handle that. The poll question today, we were late posting it, but it's out now. It is day nine of our jersey bracket, our NHL retro reverse jersey bracket, and this is the this is the biggest stomping yet. Jordan's got the photo. Buffalo Sabres <laughs> retro reverse versus the Carolina. Have you seen it? Versus the Carol the results versus the Carolina Hurricanes and the Sabres on Twitter. I can't speak for YouTube, but on Twitter, 86% voting for <laughs> Buffalo. Jordan just told me in my ear. 91% for the Buffalo Sabres. 91% for the Sabres. They like that old logo. They like the colors. That's to the point, Moose, that they might actually go to that as their regular jersey the rest of the way. This is the biggest stomping yet. <laughs> Why not? And it was interesting. So when I'm putting the poll together and the bracket, I'm thinking of a few different things. I, that, that Buffalo one I have is a front runner. It's a front runner up there with Florida, the Kings the Sharks, um, there's a few that are front runners. And so I didn't necessarily want to put two heavyweights in the first round against each other. So I pick and choose some rivalries, some like this. I, I kind of thought this would be one that would be kind of a Molly Whoppin. So uh, I thought Ooh. that was, and it is. And the other thing, when you came on and you were looking at your phone, I thought you saw the yeah. social media post I just put up I, in the, uh, no, in the I last didn't. segment. I was going what back. Was it? it was an old one that I had saved. It was uh, you talking about Delia, the goalie for uh, Vancouver. <laughs> and I, yeah. uh, I turned it into a TikTok. It's on our Instagram. And I have the, the Simon and Garfunkel song is in, is in the video. 
down on my I'm knees. down on so, my knees. I'm yeah. begging you, please make a save. I added, <laughs> I added to it, by the way. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I did say that we would turn this over to the viewers, and we'll do that to, at our own peril. Uh, but John Ohm. Ohm. And I need a little of that. <laughs> I do. Ohm. <laughs> John Ohm says, this is the best sports talk show, period. Well, I happen to agree. Tell your friends, John. There it is. I appreciate you. The best sports talk show. We, we get into stuff. It ain't like anything else. That's one thing they tell you, Darren Wright, in the startup business and industry. Have your own thing. Be unique. Yeah. Don't be afraid to stray away from the pack. I literally asked somebody the other day, can I join your club? He goes, you got your own club. And it looks like it's going fine. That's a really good point. Yeah, we're good. Well, we're good. Sorry I asked. We'll stay over. Sports talk with a twist, as our friend uh, Kevin the Medium says. And we have a secondary poll question today, and that is, what is your first ever NFL game live attended? Mine was 1995, New York Jets at the Seattle Seahawks. Both teams were terrible. Terrible. It was in the Kingdom in Seattle, but it was, ooh, the NFL, even then, and to this day, it's even more so that. And for Moose, it was the Jets and the Tennessee Titans, and we were there together at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, December 2018. Don, our Navy friend, says, do you guys and gals think that the CFL on CBC will ever make a comeback? My answer to that is, if you're asking me and putting a gun to my head here right now today, I would say no. But... As Gary Echeverry is fond of saying, our football coach friend, never's a long time. And if I had glasses, I'd put them half down my nose, too, the way Etch was. Never's a long time. So never say never, but it's not, it didn't look like they want them. And uh, the, the contract, and I don't even, I'm sick of talking about it, to be quite honest. I'm really sick of talking about that. But the TSN contract and the CFL goes through 2026, so why would we even talk about it right now? Nobody wants that but you, Don, and me. But who the hell are we? How would you answer that, Darren? Yeah, I, I'm more of a, I don't know, think long-term patience, blah, 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 blah. I would say, yeah. I'd say, if you're asking me, I'd say at some point. But as you said, never's a long time. So I'm not saying it's going to happen in the next decade, but... Yeah, I don't think it's going to stay the same forever. We're not going to sit here with games just on TSN till the end of time. TV deals in the landscape changes every decade. Yeah. Um, from my cousin Christine in Madison Hat, she says, Cardinals versus Cowboys. Uh, I was at that game. Saw Chris there. It was in December 2011. Greatest 10-day stretch of my life until recently. But it was the 2011 Grey Cup, Blue Bombers, BC Lions, and then went straight to Phoenix to host my sports trip there. Woo, doggy. Uh, Cole McCarvey, watching in BC, says, Hey, Rod, you know I love me some Nathan Rourke. With all these workouts going on, where do you think he would be his best fit? Personally, I'd love to see him get a shot with the Vikings, Niners, or Seahawks. Great question, Cole. Appreciate you. And to be honest, I got a friend at Sportsnet that said, if you're going to talk about the CFL, 
because uh, doing so would hinder you in the major markets. Nathan works what you got to talk about. And uh, he mentioned three of the cities. Well, he worked out. I got it written down here. He worked out for the Colts, the Vikings, the Raiders. And I'm missing one. But I think his best bet would be the Las Vegas Raiders because Derek Carr, of all the teams, he's the suckiest starting quarterback. And now he's one of the top five highest paid in the NFL, but that means he's going to be on the field the most. But Kirk Cousins, I don't think, is going anywhere. Um, The 49ers have too many injured quarterbacks, but eventually they're going to get them all back. And I just think Nathan Rourke would be in a long list there behind Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, and now Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. And in Seattle, they're probably looking, I don't think, uh, Geno Smith is the long-term answer there. So it, it probably is Seattle, but I don't think they've worked him out. So of the four teams that have, I would say it's the Raiders. How would you answer that move? Yeah, I think that I, I go along with it. I think the Raiders is probably it. Um, again, I don't. It's hard to tell at this moment. I like what Geno Smith has done in Seattle. Yeah, really how can do. you argue? How can you and argue it, with it? How, how can you argue? And I think you got to bring him back next year. And you know he's got to you know at least get another opportunity to continue to build off of this. But you can't put all your chips into the Geno Smith pool right now. You know, one good year, he's been a career kind of backup and underperformer. Um, but maybe he's the guy. But yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Raiders too. I'll, I'll back you on that. We got some great stuff coming in. We got some great stuff coming in. Jeff Gordon. See, if you're a football fan, tell all your friends. That's when Rod and Darren talk about it. Fridays, year round. Let's get it all out now. Jeff Gordon says the Vikings didn't even take Bo Levi. They have a set quarterback. Well, two things on that. Number one, that decision seems to be paying off with Kirk Cousins. And two, Bo Levi could have stayed with the Minnesota Vikings, but he didn't like the contract, and he wanted a shot to start, and they told him, you'll never start because we got our guy. If I'm to be believed on that, or if my story's correct, which I believe that it is, and Bo Levi said, well, why would I come here if I don't even have a shot to start? <laughs> I think that's why Bo Levi and I, Bo Levi and I get not get along because we don't, but why we're too similar. It reminds me, I'll tell you a story. 2009 Grey Cup, the uh, Riders and the Alouettes were in it, and a radio station in Calgary called me, and they said, congratulations, Rod, you get to call the Grey Cup. That's the good news. The bad news is you only get to call one half. And I said, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Why would I only call a half? If I can't call the whole game, I don't want to call any of the game. And the guy's name was John Voss. Go ahead and tell him. This isn't that bad of a story. But he goes, well, you got to call one half and the Alouettes guy, Rick Moffat's got to call the other half. So he said, uh, which half do you want? And I said, well, again, I said, I don't want to do a half. If I can't do the whole game, I don't want to do any game of the game. Would you tell the ref that? You wouldn't. It's the dumbest thing ever. Uh, and then I, you know, went on the West Coast trip with the Pats, landed up in Calgary for the game. And uh, I said, I want the second half, of course. And if I got to pick one, I'll say the second half. And he goes, you got the first half, which is what I called of the 2009 13th. Because basically, because I was a jerk to him. <laughs> he, uh, it's uh, 111 Eastern, by the way. Woo. Sigh. Um, visualize a positive outcome. 
called me right down there. Free of charge relaxation tips from RP. So, so many people have said to me, how did you call the 13th man? 2009, when the Rough Riders had the game won, but lost it because they had too many men on the field on the last play of the game. I said I wasn't calling it, and here's why. So, this is like Bo. If I can't come in and start a quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, what are you signing me for? Why would I even go? Is it not the, is it not the same thing? I see it as the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's the same idea. You know, what's the point? I'm not just here for a participation ribbon. I want to call the damn game. I want to call a championship. I'm not going to, I play a half, you play a half. What is this? You know, a developmental game? Or is it the Grey Cup? Let's go. It's a freaking Grey Cup. Getting worked up again. Which, incidentally, nothing against John Voss. They were doing this. It wasn't new. They'd done it before. And I said, that's fine. I just don't want to be part of it. Uh, Arlen Bruce III writes in and says, uh, here is some great information for you and the viewers. I'm currently looking for investors to reopen a Wild Wing franchise in Edmonton. 101st, 101 different wings to choose from. sixty dollars to $80,000. Uh, thanks, AB. I owned a sports restaurant. I owned a restaurant. It wasn't a sports restaurant. It was a high-end pizzeria. Do you remember what I told you, Darren? If I ever mentioned to you that I want to invest in a restaurant again, punch me right in the face. But that's just me. Maybe somebody else wants to. <laughs> uh, when's the last Kevin, time you had a yoga class? Oh, it's been a while. I think you did. But I did work out this morning. I did work out this morning. Oh, good. Kevin, Kevin the medium says, uh, Kevin the irrational fan here says, Rourke needs one more year in BC. Darn it. Now, well, we want the best for everybody, don't we? Don't we want the best for everybody? I want Nathan Rourke to go to the NFL and light it up. Uh, Jeff Camillus in Winnipeg says, LOL, Rod. Ed, what are you laughing at? Which part of this are you laughing at? I just hope you're entertained by it all. Um, I, want, I did have written down, we talked about Lewis Ward signing a extension with the Ottawa Red Blacks, the record-setting CFL kicker, and good for him. Great story. Used to be a security guard in the stadium. Ended up setting a pro football record with, what did I say, 62 straight field goals. With the expansion thing with the CFL, which I don't, I, I'm more of a reality guy than a fantasy guy. Believe me, I don't really like talking about it. But fans do. They sure like to talk about it. So with the Saskatoon thing, we could spend days. And when I say the Saskatoon thing, I brought up that if I was commissioner for a day, I would immediately grant 11 franchises to bring the total number of teams in the league to 20, and I'd give a team to Saskatoon. And you probably didn't see what the social media firestorm is on that, but people are coming to me saying, that's the dumbest idea ever. There's 0% chance it would work. And that's why I need a weekend. I, the weekend, I need it. Because I'm like, I'm just sitting here talking about the CFL, which is what the CFL needs. And both people inside and out the, outside the CFL are coming at me with sticks and stones and arrows and fire. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I even talking about it then? But do you think Saskatoon would work? Um, 
in a different model. Yeah. Not in the current CFL model. I don't think it works. I don't think the expansion works today, but I think if you rework the whole model of the league, yeah, I think there's, there's a chance. And you know, you're bringing this stuff up and having the conversation so people will come at you and have that heated argument. Yeah. And we can be passionate about this league, you know, on social media and in day-to-day conversation. Um, you know, things that don't work. I mean, when you start splitting up the TV money amongst more markets, that becomes tough. Um, the finances has to be a little bit better. Um, I don't know if it's going to turn into a reduction in player salaries or not, but um, you're going to have more players, hopefully more money flowing through the league, more fan interest. There's a lot of positives. It would come with its negatives for sure, but I love the idea of like, at least we're open-minded to trying new things and the ideas. It may not be the right ideas. It may not work, but at least we're doing something. And that's the idea behind this. Let's try it. Let's explore new things for the league. I'm not done talking about this, but we do have to break. I promised that we would turn it over to the viewers and that's what we're doing at our own peril. And we'll continue to do that. Justin Dunk coming up as well. I just want to say Joe Lazito has checked in. Live viewer. He says, good afternoon, boys. Checking in from Carnegie Hall in New York City. Happy Friday, everyone. New York City, the 10th highest city for viewership of the RP show. And it's because of guys like Joe Lazito. So thank you, Joe. We'll be back. We are live on Game Plus Television, live streaming on YouTube as always, and on WQEE, the key, 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Okay, welcome back, everybody. And uh, let's do it. Let's get it. It is a football Friday. We got Justin Dunk coming up from 3downnation.com. There has been a lot of comings and goings in the Canadian Football League this week, even though it is the offseason. We'll get to those with JD. I apologize because, again, I go to a commercial break and I get sucked into the comments and I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing other than that. Let's bring in the Moose right now, Darren Moose DuPont. I'll remind the viewers, uh, because we haven't talked about this for a bit, uh, the question today, not the poll, but the secondary question that hooks you in, part of why we're so addicting, write us, 902-518-3033. What was your first NFL game attended? Please. 
It just got me to thinking about it today when my buddy Dean Bear posted a photo that he was taking his boy from Saskatchewan to L.A. to watch his favorite team, the Miami Dolphins, play this uh, Sunday night. Very big talk here, Darren. As you can imagine, the Dolphins charging for the AFC title. Um, so we got texts have come in. Jeff Caldwell's watching in Redmond, Oregon. He says, my first game was in the Kingdom in the 70s. Wish I had a better memory for the details. Shoot. Mine was in the 90s in Seattle, and I barely remember it, brother. Glenn uh, Brunette writes it from Medicine Hat. He says, first NFL game, we took a high school football team from Medicine Hat to play games in Providence, Rhode Island in 2006-ish. While there, we took in a Washington Redskins game, ushered players into the stadium, then coaches headed back and checked out the tailgate. That's a lot of fun. What did you enjoy more, the game or the tailgating, Darren? I guess it's all part of it, but that is next yeah. level in the National Football League. Well, it is. It's all the build-up. It's all the fun, you know, being able to go around. And, like, I left everybody, uh, the group, and I went for a big walk around the tailgate because, I mean, I'm more interested than probably most in Nashville to go and just experience everything. I didn't want to miss out on anything. So hit the team store, hit all the tailgates, meet people. And they all welcomed me in and um, played the games, ate the food, drank the beer. Um, That was really awesome. So I did enjoy that because it was like walking through Disneyland for me. And then the game was great. Um, Honestly, I think Thursday night I liked a little bit better because they had the TV studio, the outside TV set there for Thursday night football. And then uh, it was under the lights. It was really cool. So. It was all of it. It's a big spectacle, and then the game was fantastic. Todd in Red Deer writes in and says, you really told a billionaire owner his new stadium is like the one Jerry Jones tore down? LMAO. Uh, Not exactly. I said I was with an owner, but I didn't say it was the owner of the Cardinals, Arthur Bidwell. It wasn't Arthur Bidwell. It was an owner of a team, a billionaire. But it wasn't the owner of the Cardinals. That's all I'll say. But he, that's <laughs> never free. What do you think of the stadium here? I'm like, yeah, it's all right. It's like our old one in Dallas. Oh, man, was he mad? <laughs> he was madder than a wet hen. Um, uh... I'm slow. I'm slow to catch up, but I'm catching up. I'm making up for lost time. Joe Lazito writes in, he says, my first NFL game was a hideous 6-3 Patriots win over the New York Jets in absolute monsoon conditions. You want to know why I'm sitting in South Florida right now? It was 2017, 26-17 around New Year's, and I got a tour of MetLife Stadium in New Jersey on the day before the game. I didn't go to the game. I think it was going to be the Bucs at the Jets. It was Todd Bowles' last game with the Jets. I, I'm like, I don't want to go to this game. It's meaningless, but I want to tour the stadium. And I was taking photos. I was standing on a pile of something, getting photos of the stadium, and my, my hands froze. I'm like, I'm never spending money to spend vacation time where I could get frostbite. Screw this. Uh, haven't, have I been back to New York since? I think I have. I went back to get my intervention training there, but it was in uh, the summer. And by the way, when I say catching up fast, cool story that everybody missed that isn't, well, not everybody, but a lot of people that weren't watching in hour one. 
If you go to our Instagram story right now or Facebook, the Rod Peterson Show, you'll see video from the Panthers game last night from ice level where I was videoing Ryan Lomberg, the Lamborghini, up against the glass, banging on the glass, and his wife was holding his little baby. It was the cutest thing. And today, Ryan Lomberg DMs us and says, uh, yeah, can I get a copy of that video? My wife wants it. Of the Florida Panthers. So things are changing, boys. Wow. Yes. Um, BW writes in, he says, I'm just waiting for the CAF, the C-A-L-F. That's the Canadian Arena League football. He said, this will be a great place to try ideas that could be used in the CFL locations. Keep waiting, bro. But don't hold your breath. Because you'll die. And I don't feel like this either. Um, Talking about that, we're venturing. That's why I said I need the weekend. I need the weekend to recharge, (sighs) to come back. Um, Because I I told the story of my dad and Doug Sauter. Some people are talkers, some people are doers. And there's a hell of a lot more talkers in the world. I'm tired of talking about stuff. That's never going to happen. And the only reason I brought up Saskatoon is a potential expansion site for the CFL is again, there's some billionaire guys that have told me, can you put it out there that there's some people that would like to do this. I'm like, I'll put it out there, but even I don't believe that's ever going to happen. Um, and, but you know, we got all these viewers in Eastern Canada and, and maybe our listeners down in Georgia could tell me, why don't you guys answer the bell? What was your first NFL game down there in Atlanta? 902 518 3033, but in, you know, Ottawa, have you been to Ottawa, Darren? I apologize. Have we been there together? I no, I haven't. No. Okay. But you're getting there. You will. I've been there many times. I really, really, really love Ottawa. Who doesn't? But well, I love the city, not necessarily what goes on there. But um, before the senators came around, let's say it was 1992, that city was split into Leafs fans and Habs fans. And when the Sens came, and let's say 92, maybe 93, it was a split, split a third way. Senators fans, Leafs fans, Habs fans. Because when you grow up and study, show it. It's not just about sports teams. And my friends that work with beer companies say like 95% of beer drinkers know the beer they'll drink for the rest of their life before they're 19. You make all these choices as a kid. It's very hard to change when they become an adult. But that's not to say that fans, uh, and again, to the U.S. viewers, if you imagine Saskatchewan as a very large rectangle, there's one pro football team there. But there's another city in the state, province, that's even bigger. It's called Saskatoon, and they don't have a pro football team. And Honestly, if they could get one, I think they would want one. Why, Why wouldn't they? Who Do you like driving two hours to every game? I know a lot of people do, but if you could go... 20 minutes. I could see why people in Saskatoon would want it. Yeah, absolutely. I could too. The thing to remember, and, and I have this conversation with, with different people all the time and actually was brought up in my trip to, to Toronto, um, talking to, you know, an executive, you have to consider, I mean, we, we're a, we're a big country landmass. We're a, we're a big country period. Um, but we're not that big. When you think about Canada, you can compare us to California, okay? Compare us to California. Our GDP is the same. Population's about the same. 
we are the state of California with not quite as nice weather, right? <laughs> um, but we're, we're California. So think about what we can support from, you know, a professional football league to a professional soccer league in the CPL to now a professional women's soccer league that's coming in a couple of years to representatives in the NBA and the major league baseball and MLS. And now we want to do an indoor football league, the calf. And you want to, you know what I mean? It starts to fragment one state, right? How much can one state support and college football, university football? We want to have a national championship with multiple conferences. It's a lot for 33 million people to support financially. There's so many, so many dollars to go around. And while as a country, we want to have all the same things that the U.S. has as a country, financially and population-wise and for support, we have to consider us more like a state as opposed to a country because we just can't support everything. Fair. But as long as Jonathan Huberdo makes more money than the entire Calgary Stampeders football team, something got to change. We can support yeah. more teams. We can support more money. They just, for whatever reason, don't want to. Um, might as well say it now. We're out of the box today in a football Friday, and uh, we are Canada's daytime sports talk show, but our numbers show a lot of viewership in Western Canada. Um, NHL tonight, Islanders at the New Jersey Devils, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Classic Adams Division matchup there? No. No, it's not. That's crisscrossing the Patrick and the Adams. Never mind, I'm just talking to myself. Calgary Flames at Columbus as the Flames meet Columbus for the first time with Johnny G and beat Columbus for the first time with Johnny Goodrow. Seattle at Washington, the Winnipeg Jets at Chicago. How bad is this one going to get tonight? Even though the Jets won 5-2 just last night at St. Louis, this is going to be a drubbing. It's going to get ugly. Minnesota at Edmonton, Rangers at Colorado. The Bruins are at Arizona as the Coyotes are back in Mullet Arena. San Jose at Anaheim and Philadelphia at Vegas. Um, NBA, we mentioned the Atlanta Hawks were at Brooklyn, Raps at Orlando. I want the reason I'm going through this preamble here is it's week two of the National Lacrosse League. And obviously, I love my Saskatchewan Rush, former season ticket holder here. They're playing tonight, but it's not the featured game. TSN has it, ESPN Plus. Uh, it's Las Vegas Desert Dogs at Panther City tonight. That is Fort Worth, Texas. Later on, Sask is at San Diego, which is pretty darn cool. I really love the NLL. And there are only two other games this week. It's Saturday, Toronto at Rochester and Vancouver at Calgary. Our, my, Georgia Swarm. Hashtag buzzing. They're off this week. So we were tweeting back and forth with each other. See how this show could be very valuable to sports leagues with our reach. Duluth, Georgia being a suburb of Atlanta. Think about it. But the swarm are off. So uh, I'm okay to not worry about how they fare. But we'll see how the, how the rush do tonight at the Seals. Moose, we'll see you back here for OT. What do you say? You bet. I'll see you then. I'm just glad Ted and Red Deer write senses. I have no idea how you guys come up with topics every day, week in, week out. Great work, RP show. Leave that to me. That reminds me, when things didn't become all that fun with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and I don't know if Dunk's logged in now with this or not, but we had that quarterback 
He is? Okay. Well, I'll make this real quick in 60 seconds or less. The team really wanted to control what I talked about on the radio every day. Believe it or not. And I said, give me something. I said, I got two and a half hours to fill here, and you don't want me to say anything. And they said, well, Tino Sinceri was moved up from third string to second string in practice, will be tomorrow for day one. This was on a Monday. This was like our third string quarterback, Tino Sinceri, Pittsburgh fame. And I said, I'll talk about that for two and a half hours. They said, you can do that? People would want to talk about that, would listen to you talk about that for two and a half hours? I said, leave that to me. And we did. But it just got... (laughs) Justin Dunk next. It's a football Friday on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. It is a football Friday for many of you, your favorite day of the week. 902-518-3033 is the number to reach us here in the studio. We've got more messages coming in from the audience. What was your first NFL game? And we're going to... uh, talk some CFL and what other football comes up with Canada's foremost CFL insider, Canada's Adam Schefter. Justin Dunk joining us from 3downnation.com and JD, thanks for sitting through the break. Can you take a stab at that? Do you remember your first NFL game attended? What do you got? Ooh, buddy. If I remember correctly, it was a long time ago. It was Broncos Bills on a Saturday night in snowy Buffalo. And I remember there were fans in the upper deck where I was sitting and I was just a young kid at the time throwing snowballs at the fans below. It was Bills versus Broncos fans. And going out after the game was over, Jake Palmer, I believe, beat the Bills on that night. There was a big fight in the concession stand area. And I was kind of scared to go back there a little bit because you know those Bills fans are passionate and the guys weren't going to let the other guys who were throwing snowballs from the upper deck get away with it. So that was my first memory. Thank my good buddy, uh, Brad Garlow at the time in grade school and his dad for taking me out to that first Bills game. Funny the things that you remember, right, Justin? I hear some <laughs> wacko, wild things about Buffalo and the Bills fans and the snow. I've only been there in the summer. We're good. Justin, uh, we're two weeks out of the Grey Cup, and uh, i got to applaud the CFL. There's been a lot of pretty good news out there. Bobby Dice taking over as head coach in Ottawa. Mike O'Shea staying with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as the head coach. There's some assistant coach moving around. You know, it keeps guys like you and me in business. It's been a pretty good uh, week for the CFL. There's always something on the go, Roddy, as you know, and you know how that insider game is played as well. So you're start trying to stay up on the latest. As you mentioned, it's really that season of coaching change and teams getting their front offices set so that they can get to work on what's next for them in terms of talent acquisition in the offseason. We've seen a bunch of players re-signing as well, and then these guys will get out on the road and scout and try to sign some negotiation list guys and continue trying to re-sign some of their own. But I think the major storyline now that the Red Blacks have a head coach shifts to Montreal and whether or not they actually decide to hire a head coach. And it seems like that's the way it's going to go. But I would argue 
the actual biggest and most focused on position right now is that riders offensive coordinator job. There have been multiple people that have said thanks, but no thanks. And I've said this all along that I felt like Kelly Jeffrey was the guy that Craig Dickinson and the riders have wanted to hire. I think they want to make it look like they tried really hard to get some of the bigger names that maybe rider nation would want, but I think ultimately it could be Jeffrey. I think there are some possibilities for some dark horse candidates and Pika Stanza is one of the known final two, so to say. But to me, that's the major focus now because after that is filled, Roddy, then we can start looking at, okay, who does Jeffrey like a quarterback? And I happen to have an idea about that. And then we see how that landscape gets going in the offseason. Yeah, so this is a tidal wave for the viewers that aren't totally familiar with the names, but the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have yeah, been turned down, we understand, or guys taking their name out of the running to be Saskatchewan's offensive coordinator, and we believe it's between the Argonauts off, uh, receivers coach Pete Costanza, Toronto's receivers coach, and Kelly Jeffrey. Like, I apologize, I don't know this game, but he, it's not a big name. Kelly or Kyle Jeffrey? And that's on me. I should get it. But it just kind of tells you it's not a big name. It's Kelly Jeffrey, and I know him from his U-Sports stays at Mount Allison University, yeah. and he actually went and turned that program around. So there are some people he talked to throughout the league that do feel strongly about the job that Jeffrey could do in this role, but the fact that he's not a big name is going to cause a lot of question marks for Ryder Nation. So it's going to be about how they market this and how they publicly talk about it PR-wise, and if they do go this direction with Jeffrey, and it's kind of obvious, right? You look at the offensive coaching staff, he's the only holdover from last year that Craig Dickinson and Jeremy O'Day decided to keep on the offensive side of the football. So that shows you that they were high on him, and if indeed it is Jeffrey, he's going to have to prove a lot of doubters wrong because he's not a big-name guy, right? There was a lot of people in Rider Nation that wanted Kahari Jones, but the Riders, I believe, on purpose – lowballed Jones, and that led to him going to Ottawa with Bob Dice to be the offensive coordinator for the Red Blacks. Mark Mueller, the hometown boy, said, nah, I think I'll stay in Calgary. Part of that, I would imagine, was due to the uncertainty with this current regime going into the last year of their deals. So you come down to a guy that it sounds like Dickinson is high on and could be great because we don't know, but it really could go the other way as well. It's a pressure-packed situation to put Jeffrey in. Well, listen, dude, I've in extended the invitation for you to come down here to South Florida. You would be in your haven. And just, I, I'm <laughs> sidestepping this for a second to say that I was at a poker night for Cardinal Gibbons High School the other night. They were talking about who's gonna, who was going to go to Liberty because they wanted Deion Sanders and they didn't get him. He went to Colorado. And I said, who are they getting at Liberty? They said, the Coastal Carolina guy. Point being, you can't always get the big name, but that doesn't mean you're not going to get a good guy, right? That's right. And I believe that's the case with Jeffrey, is that we got to give him a chance, right? The big, sexy name doesn't always necessarily come, and it doesn't always work out the way that you envision it. So perhaps this could be a revelation for the riders, but the critical factor that I believe will lead to his either success or failure is the quarterback position and how well he manages that. I've heard from some people around him that he likes Dane Evans at the quarterback position. So if that's indeed a possibility, and Bo Levi Mitchell signs in Hamilton, and we know Mitchell wants to play in a market where they care about football, and actually he would like to have an offensive line that could keep him upright. I don't think the Riders, as they're currently constructed from 2022, 
could do that very well, considering Cody Fajardo was sacked the league high 77 times. Well, I mean, the quarterbacks were in general, but Fajardo went down a bunch of times behind that line. So I think the quarterback position is going to be paramount for Jeffrey's success, how well he not only gets along with that player who ultimately becomes the starter in Saskatchewan, but how well he tailors the offense to his skill set. So I think that will be the next major question for the riders to get an answer to after the offensive coordinator position is solved. Where do you think Cody Fajardo plays next year? It's a great, succinct question, my man. And there are possibilities here. I could see him potentially going back into some sort of a forced second try at marriage in Saskatchewan. You could also see him in positions around the league. If indeed Nathan Rourke does sign an NFL contract, then I believe that's going to all be but a done deal. It just depends on the team where he's going to go take a shot. Then the BC Lions could make some sense because you would have a couple of guys with similar skill sets there and Cody Fajardo and Vernon Adams Jr. as maybe QB1 and QB1A, so to speak. You could see Fajardo going to some other places potentially as a backup. Like some people have mentioned the Ottawa Red Blacks. Now, I don't necessarily know if he ends up there, but there's going to be some options here after this plays out because really, if he's not going to be the starter in Saskatchewan, Every other team right now, except for BC, has a starter that they're prepared to roll with outside of Toronto. I still think there's a question mark there in terms of does McLeod Bethel Thompson indeed come back and play, or is it Chad Kelly? You know, there might be an outside chance for Bowley by Mitchell, but I think some of that stuff might have to play out first before Fajardo sees where he lands. But honestly, his best path to playing time, if the BC Lions like his skill set, could be out on the West Coast. And he's well thought of in Toronto and BC. So it'll be very interesting to watch. And it's funny being on the air in Atlanta. We had a lot of vis- listener mail of Fajardo fans. They said, tell Cody he's got fans in Georgia. So uh, we certainly passed it along. Justin, thanks for this. Um, it goes by far too fast always. Merry Christmas, my friend. Keep in touch. I hope we can do it again. It does, man. Happy holidays, buddy. The Moose will rejoin us next for overtime. It is a football Friday, and we're live on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It's overtime. It's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. We're glad to have you aboard. Four Seasons is your home for the NFL and the UFC. Darren Moose DuPont rejoins us. And as wild as it seems, Moose, we've actually kept it between the ditches for the whole two hours. It seems all over the road, but there's been you know thought put into this, and it's tied up somewhat succinctly. Easy for Dunk to say, I can't. Terry Mullock is watching, and he is in uh, Medicine Hat. He says, morning, RP. It's Terry from Medicine Hat. 2002. We were asking, what's the first NFL game you ever attended? 
And people have been chiming in from all over the place. Terry says, we went to Minnesota, Vikes, Giants, 65,000 fans. And the Friday night before, I went to my first college game, Wolverines versus the Gophers. Great time, 60,000 fans. How about that? So uh, that would be, you that? Get, if you can mix in NFL and college, you're laughing. Now, I hope people don't get triggered by this, Darren. Don't. <laughs> um, and I think I, I you know, again, this is why I'm ready for the weekend. Part of why I didn't handle stress so well, because for years and years and years, I didn't have a day off for months on end, literally, L- like probably about 10 months going without a day off. It's too much, man. I fried. It's dealing with people, dealing with stress, dealing with idiot bosses. Um, anyways, so this email, I get the wildest emails from PR firms. And this one, where the heck are they? Digital Third Coast is the company. They did a survey of the best and worst mascots in the National Hockey League. And do you want to know who the five best mascots are? The top five in the National Hockey League. Actually, yeah. do you even know? Do you even know who the Leafs mascot is? Your team. Do you know who their mascot is? Yeah, it's Carlton, the bear. Yay! Tell him what he's won, Bob. Right on. The five favorite mascots in the National Hockey League. And I gotta say, this is by I would think no particular order, but the Detroit Red Wings octopus. Mick E. Moose of the Winnipeg Jets. Wild Wing Duck of the Anaheim Ducks. Carlton the Bear of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And Slapshot, the mascot, beloved mascot of the Washington Capitals. You want to hear the worst five? Let's do it. That's where I said, don't get, don't get, don't get triggered out there. <laughs> Harvey. Harvey the Hound of the Calgary Flames. They're not going to like that in Calgary. From the Ottawa Senators, Spartacat. I'm just going to leave that there. From the Columbus Blue Jackets, Stinger. From the Seattle Kraken, Boy. And it's spelled B-U-O-Y. Get it? And from the Tampa Bay Lightning, Thunderbug. So there you go. Your top five and bottom five NHL mascots. And I just got to be happy to say that Stanley C. Panther of your Florida Panthers <laughs> is somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I'm not top five. I'm not bottom five. I'm, I'm, I'm middle of the road. I would take that rather than be bottom five, wouldn't you? So, oh, yeah. I would have. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Where's, where's Gritty? Not even uh, rated. I just realized something. We got four minutes to go through deal or no deal. So I'm done with the poll. Just putting that there. (laughs) I'll be quick. Uh, Here we go. Deal or no deal for our exclusive sportsbook and betting partner, Bet Regal. This weekend, go and sign up for an account right now. You can play for free. All you need is an email address if you got that. Here we go, Moose. I give the betting lines. He decides whether he's going to take the bet or not from the official odds makers at Bet Regal. Beginning with the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills favored by nine and a half. Deal or no deal? No deal. Giants keep it closer. New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Sorry, Jets keep it closer. Yeah. 
Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are favored by five and a half. Deal or no deal? Deal. I'll take the Bengals. How about this one? The Battle of Texas. The Houston Texans at the Dallas Cowboys. Can you imagine the the betting line is Cowboys by 17.5? Deal or no deal? <laughs> I hate big spreads. I go against them. No deal. I got to agree with you, to be honest. Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. Lions favored by two at Ford Field. Deal or no deal? No deal. I'll take the Vikings. Philadelphia Eagles on the road at the New York Giants. NFC East clash. Eagles favored by seven. Deal or no deal? That deal I'll take. I'll take the Eagles in that Yep. That's two of us. Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Black and blue, AFC North Division clash. Steelers favored by two. Deal or no deal? Yeah, I like that. The Steelers. No Lamar Jackson. He's taking it. Jacksonville Jaguars at your Tennessee Titans. Another classic AFC South battle. Titans favored by three and a half in the week they fired their general manager. Deal or no deal? Deal. Titans win big. The Miami Dolphins on the road at the L.A. Chargers. The Finns, no, Chargers favored by three. I got to look that up. It's got Chargers favored by three. Deal or no deal? No deal. I'll take the Dolphins. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are favored by three and a half with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Deal or no deal? Deal. I I like the 49ers. Tom's going to kill them. Carolina at Seattle. Seahawks favored by four. Deal or no deal? Deal. Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. KC favored by nine and a half. Deal. And on Monday night football, the New England Patriots are at the Arizona Cardinals. The Patriots favored by two. Deal or no deal? No deal. Take the cards on Monday night. All right, everybody sign up. Get an account right now at betregal.net, and we'll see you all Monday, noon Eastern. What a great way to wrap up the show. Nice work, Jordan. Nice work, Moose, and everybody behind the scenes. See you Monday. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.